Creativity is contagious. Pass it on in any way possible. Albert Einstein. Hi, creatives. So happy to have you tune into our second season of Bring Up Creativity. I'm your host, Daniela Bonche, a Toronto-based graphic designer and serial entrepreneur looking to spread awareness on pursuing your creative passions or endeavors, whether it be in business, a side hustle or hobby, you name it. Hello, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Bring a Creativity. I am joined with the amazing Balim, originally from Istanbul, Turkey. She's a Northwestern graduate turned solo entrepreneur. She's launched her clothing brand new last November, and since then has been wearing many hats, such as founder, fashion designer, web designer, brand marketer, social media manager, UX, UI designer, and customer service. So it's safe to say she's got a lot of skills under her belt. Hi, Balim. Thank you so much for meeting with me and chatting today about your brand and what makes you an amazing entrepreneur. How's your day going? It's good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm so excited to have you on. I know you wear a lot of hats in your business. And as entrepreneurs, I think we can all relate to that. Mm -hmm. Well, not to quote Taylor Swift, but we (laughs) truly wear so many hats in business, whether we're just starting out or whether we're actually a few years in. We always want to dabble into so many different realms of our business. And I think it might even be the perfectionism in us too. So I'm really excited about this episode with you. Me too. Thank you. And we can talk about all we do now in 30 minutes or 40 minutes. Absolutely. I know. And we, and we have to try and get in 30, 40 minutes. That's the, that's the hardest part about recording with anybody is trying to get all the information within 30 to 40 minutes, especially when the conversation is going so well, you just want to hear from them and not to put any more pressure on you, <laughs> but we're not even about to talk about that first. <laughs> oh my God. It's good. Whatever you want to ask, I'm here to answer. Well, I have to know what's your go-to coffee or tea order. Okay. So um, let me think about it. So I like an iced shake and espresso with vanilla sweet cream foam. Um, This was actually not my order. It was my (laughs) boyfriend's sister's order, but we got it one time. She was like, you have to try and I love it now. Or I love Turkish tea, which you can't really find it here, but I just make it to myself because I'm Turkish. So it's like something that I miss from home and it, makes me feel better. I've always wanted to try it. But wait, let me first just say that the order that you learned off your boyfriend, um, <laughs> it's so good. So like, I love a shaken espresso, especially it's when so it's, good. of course, iced. And like yeah. the vanilla sweet cream foam, it's to die for. Like it's exactly. my weakness and my guilty pleasure. But I have always wanted to try a Turkish tea. I'll bring it Turkish tea too next time I go. <laughs> <laughs> Deliver it to me, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to kind of go back a little bit in time. Obviously, you weren't always an entrepreneur. You started somewhere. Would love to have you just introduce yourself. Tell us about what you do and how you founded your business and what led you here. Mm -hmm. I would love to. So I am, as I said, originally Turkish. So all my family's back home. But I moved here to the States for college. So I went to Northwestern. I did journalism and art theory and practice, double major, and like, a marketing certificate. So as you said, like even in college or when I was younger, I just love doing a couple things all at once because I think, I don't know if I have ADHD or something, but I just like to do different things. And then after college, 
I wanted to be in the journalism, like fashion, beauty area. So I worked for Pop Sugar. And during college, I had a lot of internships. Oh, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point. But I worked at Pop Sugar. And after that, COVID happened. So I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? And I was kind of at my lowest. Um, I wasn't able to go home to my family, kind of felt lonely and out of place. And I was like stuck in my tiny New York apartment. So, and like at the same time, I was seeing people buy these like $300 worth of sweat sets and pay like a premium for clothes that were not even like that special or high quality. So it kind of gave me an idea and kind of gave me hope too in that like on those months where I had nothing else to do. So I decided to give like people high quality products without the high prices. And then the idea of this brand came along and yeah. And then we launched in November, 2021. And since then, like I've been designing every product, making each of them in New York and like have been basically a one woman show, just like trying to juggle it all. But I am really proud of our like business, even though we're just so new and like growing. And I'm hoping to like have more customers in the future and grow even bigger. But yeah, it kind of started out of me feeling lonely and just like being alone in New York during COVID. And then it got to this point. It was such a depressing time, like not to get like, dark and depressing, but I know so many people that changed career paths or started uh-huh. something new out of it. To go through like a dark point in any, it it doesn't even matter how old anybody is. Like I swear COVID impacted so many people. Mm -hmm. So we all tried to find ways like what can we do with our time? We're stuck in our box or our pew or our house. And what are like, what are we going to do? We him and go to the gym. I don't know about what was happening in New York, but in Toronto, there was a point where we weren't even allowed to leave our house. And it was really bad for your mental health. Like I knew people that got yelled at for just going and walking at the beach. Yeah, like it was just like not, uh, especially because I don't know, like for me, I just couldn't go home. So I couldn't even see my family. So like, and everyone was with their family. So like, and having social media at the same time too, like maybe this happened years ago and we didn't have social media it wouldn't have impacted me this way. But like having social media and seeing everyone be with their families and all that stuff made me feel even lonelier and kind of just like, what am I doing? Like what's going to happen? And just scared of the future. So I'm glad that I was somehow able to turn that into something more positive. And now I have a good brand and a story. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have a really great story and you were you channeled your feelings and you became really proactive and you, you made something out of it and you created a whole new brand out of it. I can't even imagine isolating by myself. I just want to say that because that is really hard. And, you know, some families got really close because of it because you're stuck in tight quarters together. And for you to be alone, like that's really hard. So it's amazing that you were able to create such a beautiful brand, which first of all, you would never know was founded by a single person who was making everything, designed things, and really had to take on the strategy perspective of it too with marketing as well. So you did a lot. (laughs) So would you say it was the pandemic that inspired your clothing pieces or was it more than that? Um, So I would say that like 
when I was even little, like really when I'm talking about when I was little, like I'm saying when I was five years old, like I always had love for fashion. Like my mom talks about those times and she's like, you would refuse to wear the outfits that would we would pick for you. Like you always said, no, I'm going to pick my outfits. So I always was like crazy about fashion. Like I would change my outfits apparently three times a day when I was little because I would be like, this is my breakfast outfit. This is my lunch. <laughs> like I grew up like that. And then I always had some interest, but to be honest with you, I never saw myself starting a business this at this age, mm-hmm. because, like right after co- college, after a year of working somewhere else. Like I always saw it as maybe in the future, I'll do something about it. I've always wanted to do something in fashion. And I think in the future, I would have still started a brand, but I didn't see myself starting it when I was 20 years old and I didn't know anything about it or like 21 years old and I had no idea what I was doing. So I guess I was 21. I don't actually know. Maybe 22. Around that area. But it also like really messed with my age. I say Uh, that to people all the time. I say to people, I do not feel my age. I feel like I got three years robbed of my 20s. And now I'm in my late 20s and I'm sitting here thinking, there's no way. I'm literally 25 right now and I think I'm 22 so (laughs) yeah there's no way can I get my years back please like can can I get a (laughs) refund or return like I know I think we all feel that way but yeah Yeah. (laughs) so funny but it's really cool actually how you had this interest all the way from when you were a kid and you designated outfits for different meals or times of the day I think that's absolutely adorable (laughs) and what I think is really cool and relatable to be honest with you it's the fact that you did start a brand in your early 20s and you didn't expect it I went through something very very similar I never saw myself running a business this young I mm-hmm. always had a you know a feeling where I'm like I would love to mm-hmm. but what what do you do how do you start one how do you see these people being so successful doing it oh yeah. and then you just that there's a time in your life where you're like, well, let me just start something. Yeah. And then when you see it take off, you think, oh man, I was actually destined to start it earlier in my life when I had been thinking my whole life, I was going to work for other companies for years on end, take that experience and channel it into a business. So it's actually super relatable that you started one really young and you had to teach yourself and navigate a lot of things yourself. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Do you wish you had stayed at a company for a few more years to gain experience? Or do you think this was more valuable than any experience any other company could have given you? I think the things that I've learned in the last year or two, like I would have not been able to get those from any other company. I've learned a lot. I've learned stuff that I had no idea. Also, like, just keep in mind that I grew up in Turkey. So like, I didn't even know like the tax stuff, like sales tax, like all the little basic, because they oh, don't those. teach you that in those. any, <laughs> yeah, like the, all those little things that, I mean, not little, but like big things that you don't, I didn't know that you had to get insurance for like workers in compensation and like all those insurance stuff. Like I had no idea. So I basically just learned it from like, from zero, like round zero. And I was just like, I guess this is what I have to do. And then, I mean, I'm so glad I had this experience because even in the future, we somehow fail. Obviously, like that's hopefully will never happen. I am so glad that I 
like grew so much from this experience. And I will tell you, like, I was so naive, like maybe a year or two ago, like I had no idea how the world run. And I was working for a company, but I just had no idea. So I, as you said, like, I think I learned so much from this experience that I would have never gotten it any other way. And now I'm 25. And I know more than most of my friends. So and like that stress of what if I don't make money? Like that stress of what if, because you are the only person doing your own business, having your own business. Like you, if you don't work, no one works. So like people don't understand that concept. And like, if you're working for a company, obviously everyone works hard, but like you can just take it slow one day and be fine. Like you can make up for it the other day. If you have your own company, you're always stressed. <laughs> about no, it's it. true. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, even that, like I just grew so much from this experience and I wouldn't change it for the world. Hey creatives, are you looking to bring your creative ideas to life and stand out, but don't want to break the bank? It's easier than you think all things to creative market. Over the last seven years, I have been shopping on creative markets by next level fonts, stock photography, videography, mockups, and more to allow my portfolio and clients' businesses to stand out and be seen. Free fonts, photos, mockups, and more often make your work blend in, while Creative Market is a hub for custom-made beautiful designs that aren't overused. If you're looking to stand out and also support some crazy talented creatives, I recommend trying out Creative Market. Save up to 20% off products on Creative Market by purchasing through the link in our episode's show notes. Enjoy getting creative with unique items made by creatives just like yourself. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, you you gain so much work ethic through doing it. Like you said, if you miss a day, it impacts you. You can't afford to miss a day. There's no safety net. The safety net is getting a nine to five and then starting your business. There's nothing. You have to rely on yourself and you have to, I swear, put in so much work into yourself while you're doing this too. I think a lot of people, I don't know, assume that the amount of time we put into our business, we don't put into ourselves. And I did fall into a trap at some point where I wasn't focusing on myself and my mental health and it was just my business. And then I realized, well, this is actually going to make my business suffer. So you not only have to put so much time into your brand and all of its touch points, but you also have to put so much time into yourself to make sure that exactly. you're okay. It's it's time consuming. It's time consuming and it's hard and people don't get it. Like if I can't, like I want to work out more than I am currently because I've been so busy that I'm wiped out. Like by the end of the night, I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot even open my eyes. But then I get stressed about not working out because I'm like, if I work out, I'm going to feel better about my life because it's just like a, it makes me feel better when I work out. I feel more relaxed and more focused, but I don't have time sometimes. So like everything that I can't do for myself then adds on to the stress because I'm like, I should have done that. I should have done that. Yes. So you're so right. Like you need to also focus on yourself and your mental health. And especially, as I said before, like having social media and seeing everyone else and what they're doing is can be also very dangerous for our mental health, I think. So I also like try to now limit my social media intake like I literally won't look at my phone during the day and I just refuse to do that because it makes me unhappy 
because I always compare myself to others, which I'm not saying is the right thing to do, but it's just, I'm human. So we are human and it's easy to fall into that trap. I do it too. I seriously don't know a single person that doesn't compare themselves. Exactly. And it sucks because we're all on different journeys. We've all started at different points, but then we're comparing ourselves to someone who's been in the industry for like five to 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, who knows? Mm-hmm. And that's not even fair to ourselves. And I was just talking to somebody about this earlier. And I said, like, we are so mean to ourselves, like, like yeah. taking how much we've done for our brand or our business. But here we are yeah. so angry at ourselves because we could always do more. But look at what this person did. And we're not even taking into account probably how many years they've put into exactly. themselves and their business. But I'm just like laughing so hard at the gym thing because it's true. Like <laughs> this season always, always the last quarter of any year is so hectic for any business that like personal time, what is it? Where is it? But we need it. (laughs) But so then we are like harder on ourselves even more. There are so many challenges that we have to like try and navigate when Uh running and operating a business. What would be your biggest to date? I would say I have like three, (laughs) but I kind of touched on all of them already. Uh, The first one, like I would say I was really bad at managing my time and like, looking at priorities, like I would want to do everything at once or finish everything in one day. Like just, I don't know. I just have so much to do. I just wanted to get shit done and like (laughs) figure it out. But now I'm better at it. And I'm like, use my Google calendar, like religiously. Like I, that's my holy grail. Like I will put everything on there. And then the second thing, like I had a really hard time asking for help when I first started doing this. Like, I just wouldn't want to ask anyone for help. And I just wanted to figure everything out myself. And I think it it also stems from, like, being a kind of a perfectionist a little bit. So I just, now I am getting so much better at asking for help. But it took a while. (laughs) And, like, sometimes I'll talk to friends who are in the industry and, like, ask them for stuff. And I thought that would be mean to do so when I first started, or I was like, maybe they don't want to share. Like, I don't want to make them feel awkward. But now I realize like when you ask them, they, it's not like, obviously I'm not asking like direct competitors, but like, if you're friends, your friends are going to help you. Um, I'm not like out of the blue texting someone that I don't know at all. And I'm like, can you help me? But like, I ask my (laughs) friends, I go to my friends a lot for uh, advice or like just my loved ones, because they want the best for me. And they're not my competitor. Like my friends are my biggest supporters and my family too. And they don't want to compete me or like put me down. They just want to help. So I think having that like differentiator, like just seeing that helps me a lot. And again, like I'm trying to not compare myself to others because it drives me insane. (laughs) It's so mind numbing when you like find yourself in in the trap of it. And you're just yeah. like, when you catch yourself doing it, you think, oh my gosh, how long have I been doing this for? And then, you, <laughs> and then you have to try and find a way to get out of it. Yeah. And like, once you go deep down, you it's harder to get out. So I'm trying to now not even start it. Like every time I start to compare myself to someone, I even will sometimes like ask for help from my friends or family in that way. Like I'll be, I'll just explain the situation and be like, I'm comparing myself to this person with this and this and this, like about work stuff. And then they'll be like, okay, but that doesn't make sense because sometimes you can't think straight if you're too deep. It's true. And you're taking everything personally. So I always like to go to someone who's out of the equation so they can help me look at it in a better way. (laughs) Yeah, no. An outsider's perspective is so crucial. 
And like, we actually had an episode like a few months back where we were talking about like the people that you need in your life. And while you were talking mm-hmm. about this, you're literally talking about a confidant, someone that you can like rely on who you don't feel yeah. like it's going to, like, I don't know, you, you trust them, you trust their judgment, but then there's also the challenger and they're the people that will be able to tell you the brutal, honest truth. And sometimes yeah. you need that too. Like there's so yeah. many different types of people that you can really talk to, to get yourself out of a funk. Or just like, like you said, you truly need an outsider's perspective sometimes because we can talk so negatively to ourselves. I literally call it the tunnel of negativity and I'll get literally stuck (laughs) in it. And then I have to like, I do have to talk to somebody and there's different people that I go to for different reasons. Uh, If I want Uh someone to just like listen to me and rant, I'm like, okay, I know a person. But if I want someone to challenge me and offer me like really brutal, honest truth on the situation, Mm -hmm. then I know the exact person that I'm going to go to for that. Like we are nothing without our people in our lives that like you said, like aren't our leading competitors. They're the people that care about us and our well-being. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with you. Like my boyfriend is like that. Like sometimes he'll be like, oh, you should not do that. And sometimes he's like, then get your ass up and work harder. I'm like, I am working hard. But then I'm like, sometimes, you know, though, like sometimes you're like, I don't need this right now. I just need your support. But then sometimes like you need to hear that when you're crying and like, I don't know, talking about something and just complaining. Like sometimes I complain for no reason. I mean, obviously there's a reason, but like I think I sometimes tend to complain more and I'm trying to work on this too more than I should like I, you just need to get up and work like I'm not trying to cook <laughs> but like, I was just thinking that just in my head I'm like that is so Kim K of you <laughs> no like I'm no like for me the I'm definitely not trying to quote her but it was a good quote what I mean is like sometimes I complain more when I can fix something I just start complaining and that's just how I I don't know why like sometimes I just think I'm like more emotional and want to be babied but I think that's when I really need people like confidants next to me because they can actually tell me look like I get it I'm sorry but come on like you know that you can fix this like why are you still crying about it so that's what I meant like just stop it so my boyfriend is really good with that which I really appreciate his help I knew what you meant and let's be honest that episode of the Kardashians <laughs> was really good, okay? Like, as much as people want to, like, make fun of it, I still thought it was funny, and it went viral for a reason. But no, it's the truth, though. Like, we can fix stuff. Sometimes we do need a good cry, though. Like, sometimes if something's supposed yeah. to yell, like, I won't lie to you, my past tax season, I cried. I was like, whoa. I cried a lot, too. I also think crying is a good way of release. I, yes. I don't like it when people, like, talk shit about crying because I personally sometimes just need a good cry and then I'm yes. out of it. <laughs> so yes. It's just yes. about If you need to do it, don't be ashamed. <laughs> no, and don't bottle it up either. Like, talk exactly. it out. Let those tears flow out. You might honestly be crying like Kim K but it's fine <laughs> it's fine I guess we all relate to her in some shape way form or capacity so like we all need to cry we all need to fix things but let yourself be upset first because truly I was so stressed out last tax season because I just wasn't expecting that number to hit me flat in my face and then I had to head yeah. out and spend thousands of dollars because I was flying to Europe to travel so I thought, great, what a great season of life, just throwing out my money like it's nothing. It was so, that was like my pivotal 
that was my monumental cry of my bit for my business <laughs> this year of 2020. Oh my God, I'm sorry. But no, we all go through challenges. We all have learning curves. You got to realize that you got to pile up those expenses, the business write-offs. You live and you learn. There's so many different things that you oh, have yeah. to navigate. And some of the things you mentioned were completely logical and things that we've probably all gone through. And that's the thing I love about creatives or entrepreneurs in general. It's like, we probably haven't had a single unique experience. We've all gone through it at some point. So tuning into podcasts or anything can help you in any way. Yeah. Like it's like that TikToks. I don't know. I've been seeing so many TikToks that like, I thought I was the only one who was doing it, but then I realized that a lot of people relate to it. So that's also a good thing to like, I think, remember, because if you're going through something there, probably there's a lot of people out there who can relate to you. So that's why I also like talking to people and like explaining my situation, because you never know people what people go through. And like, it's always nice to talk to someone and just have them listen to your story. And then maybe they can help. Exactly. And there's, there's so many people from different backgrounds and journeys that can help you out. So instead of like comparing, I love, like, I find I compare myself and my brand or my work more so on Instagram. But if I head on to like Spotify or Apple and I start listening to podcasts, I'm not comparing myself to anyone because I find Mm -hmm. the podcasting space is a lot more transparent and honest, while as Instagram is a lot more about the fluff and the fakeness. Yes. And it's easy to fall into that trap. So sometimes when I catch myself um, in that self-doubt phase or the imposter syndrome, the perfectionism, whatever you want to call it, I head into a completely different platform if I'm going to be on social media or I need to be on social media. I, mm-hmm. but I, I do make an, an honest effort to, when I'm starting to feel that way, just get off technology and yeah. take a break. It's so needed. Yeah. It's so needed. Now, when it comes to your clothing line, even your brand in general, like it, it's very unique. Your brand colors are striking. They're confident. They're bold. And I'm sure that's how you want people to feel when they're wearing your yes. items. That's like called <laughs> the brand psychology. I mean, just coming out, perceiving your brand. But when it comes to how you pushed it to the next level, how did you decide on that route? Like your branding and the design of it. Like how did you, how did you figure that out? I honestly look like I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you. When I first started this, like I had, I just did what I liked. So (laughs) I don't know if that's a good way to go, but I was just like, red is my favorite color. Like I, not my favorite, but like one of my favorites. Like I think it's very strong, powerful, and it's passionate. Like, and it just, I want people who wear our clothes to feel the best. So I want them to be like proud to wear our clothes. So, and I just wanted to do that. And I just wanted to show that. And I, like our brand in general, I want to create a lifestyle. Like I don't want to just be a brand. I want to create like a lifestyle and we're focusing on like creating a community right now. And just, I want people to want to be a part of this brand and this community. So I want to, in general, like I just started this website and designed it myself, even though I have no idea how to design a website. Well, you did a good job. Thank you. And Yeah. So like, that's how it started. I just did what I liked. Like I wanted to give people what I liked to see and people like that. And now like going forward, um, when I said like, we're, we're trying to change this brand into more of a lifestyle and a community and a family, I want to do like more pop-ups events and contests to see like who can design new products. Or I just want to bring the people into the whole 
like production process. Oh, that's so cool. Obviously, I'm not going to make them make it, the clothes or stuff, but like, I just want them to see the back end of stuff and like know that. And now we're changing our website a little bit to show my story and like how this brand started. And yeah, so like, I want to build a community around our values. Like, we're very, maybe the color red doesn't show that, but like we're friendly and proud, like, and we want to be connected with everyone that has supported us from the beginning. And it's also, let me say this, like, it's not easy to support a brand that you just launched. And a lot of people did so in the last year. So I want to kind of start giving back to them in a bit and like show them that we're so grateful. But yeah, like, I don't know. I think having a clothing brand or any brand in general, you always have to like reinvent yourself and like start true. kind of like adding new things that people might like or pivot when stuff do- don't work. So in the future, like what we're trying to do right now, because times are changing and I see that people are more inclined to buy like upcycled reworked materials because I also don't want to be a part of the problem with my brand. I want to like grow with the changing times and like be cautious about our world and environment. I'm very sensitive about that. So now, for example, like we're going to be adding reworked upcycled materials for our customers to enjoy because I know that they would want that. That's amazing. And I'm going to add like jewelry from Turkey because I want to also bring jewelry that are made by artisans in Turkey to hear and introduce them because I want to give back to my country. So it's like, I think having a brand and like, we're still building our brand. That's what I wanted to say. Like, yeah, we started with the red color and the logo, but it's always going to go and it's always going to change. And I'm proud of the change that we're doing. Like, we're not like an old stuck up brand is not going to change. We're changing (laughs) with our customers. We're giving them what they want. So we want to become more of a lifestyle brand than just like a normal brand that you just buy stuff from. That's so cool. It seems like community is such an important brand pillar for you. Yes. Yeah. So it just extends beyond the clothing items. Like there's so many different communities, but I do want to say, I know you said this like probably like a couple minutes ago, but I do want to say like you mentioned that you were designing because it was something that you liked. And you said there might be something wrong with that. And I just want to say, and this is again, the brand strategy is coming out of me, but it's just, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that if you fall into your target audience. Yeah. If you are someone that, you know, you started this brand probably because you would buy it. You would buy this product. Yeah. You're passionate about the product. You fall into your target audience. So if you're designing for you, but you are part of your target, target audience, there is nothing wrong with that. But yeah. if you weren't, and let's say you were designing for a completely different demographic and then you designed it for what you would like, then I would say, mm, kind of got to yeah. rethink, <laughs> rethink yourself there. Because if you're not even trying to target yourself and you really can't even consider what you would like. Exactly. Like I, everything that I put out on our website, I know that I would be like proud to wear and I would love to wear. There you so. go. That's what I, and people like it. So (laughs) you got good taste then. (laughs) (laughs) But that's so exciting that you're working on like physical connection. I mean, like that, it makes me think about how you went through that time in COVID and you're looking to do pop-ups and you're looking to see the people that are buying your products or want to part of the community, create a lifestyle component to the brand beyond just the physical items. Like it's really great to see that. And then also the fact that you're caring about your origins and sharing your knowledge of coming from Turkey and bringing it to the States 
I love yeah. that. And that you're also being like eco-conscious. Like there's so many great attributes that you're bringing to Thank your brand you. that you're building from on top of something that you've already built and it looks beautiful. And I don't think there's anything wrong with red. I think it just, just shows passion. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Like, I just want to say that, but like to wrap things up, You've gone through a lot in just a few years time and you've started an amazing brand in the last few years. I mean, you're pretty much celebrating your one year anniversary, I'm pretty sure. So I just want to say happy birthday. Um, But if there's one thing that you would say to your younger self when you were like interning for Mm -hmm. another company and you hadn't started your business yet, what's Mm -hmm. one thing you would say? Don't be afraid of work and be persistent because no one is going to just give you stuff. You need to earn it. And I think so many people are lacking that uh, hard work thing. And I'm not saying like hard work. Oh my God. Like I still compare myself to other people sometimes, but like just if you believe in something and believe in yourself, just keep going. Like everything will fall in place. And this is hard for me to sometimes uh, believe too. But once you do the work, I I just believe in like energy and all that stuff. So once you work and send out like energy and believe in yourself things will fall into place and it's gonna happen everything is gonna happen for you so I don't know like good things will come and you just need to keep on working just keep your head down and work (laughs) no it's true you manifest a lot when you focus on yourself and your goals also I think people sometimes like mix that like if you don't do the work and just sit there and you're like I hope I get this it will probably likely not happen. So I think it's it kind of goes hand in hand. So if you keep on going towards your goals and you believe in yourself, it will happen. Yes, agreed. And that's an amazing that's amazing advice because obviously we can get hard on ourselves and we want to quit. And you know, you can quit if you realize it's not for you. But yeah, if you exactly. have a if you have a vision in mind you got to go through some hustle periods. I got to say it like you, like there are weeks where I, like we said, we barely see the light of day. We probably got out to get a coffee and that was it. Yeah. And then there's days where you get to work out and that's probably because you just hustled out of like probably like four days of grinding and sitting in front of your computer or whatever it is you're doing. Like that each day looks different, but it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm the same way. I believe in manifestation as well. And what you put out is what you'll get back and opportunities (laughs) to come your way. So no, I completely agree. And I love your mindset on it. I loved chatting with you about this and learning how you view business and how you're running your business, how you intend to grow your business, what you're going to be doing. But I want everyone to know where they can find you and learn more about this since you're about to be sharing more of your story online too. So what could the listeners look out for and where can they find you online? So for our website, it's www.wearenews.com. And then for IG and TikTok, it's at wearenews. And for my IG and TikTok, it's Tazel. But also I wanted to give you a discount code, you and your listeners, if they want to shop. So it's going to be BUCP15. So you'll get 15% off. Amazing. And for everyone listening, those will be directly down in the show notes that you can either directly click the discount code and start shopping away. It's holiday season. So I know we're all scrambling to get some gifts together (laughs) for for some people that we probably haven't done. I can say I've not done my shopping. So (laughs) all of those contact points and the discount code will be below in the show notes. 
thank you so much. Oh, can I add one more thing? Yes. I was going to say, if they're shopping from all over the place, like international, they're not in the States, they can shop us on Wolf and Badger. So I can give you that later. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me and really just providing your story and your input. It's inspiring as hell. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. We're always bringing up something new for all of you to tune into and love hearing from you. Our team over here on Brewing a Creativity would love it if you joined our community in any capacity. Whether it be checking us out on Instagram at Bring Out Creativity or leaving a review to help us better serve you as listeners. If you're looking to join or sponsor an episode, reach out to us through email, which is linked in our episode's show notes below. Thanks, creatives.